Conversations with professionals for professionals in the laundry and linen services industry. This is the American Laundry News Podcast. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Matt Poe, editor of American Laundry News. This is episode 40 of the American Laundry News Podcast, Laundry Safety Inspection. Joining me today to talk about laundry operation safety is Donald Bach, principal of Seabright Safety Solutions. The company was founded to address exposures and perils unique to the industrial, commercial laundry industry. Prior to becoming principal of Seabright, Donald spent more than 32 years as director of risk and safety for a large industrial laundry operation. Welcome to the American Laundry News Podcast, Donald. Good morning. Thank you. So let's start out with what is your definition of safety in an institutional, commercial, industrial laundry operation? You know, when we think of safety in laundry settings, we have a tendency to focus on the low-frequency, high-risk activities or conditions, things like fires and earthquakes immediately come to mind. And while it's important to prepare for those occurrences, we should also be cognizant of the multiple hazards that happen in our daily operation. My definition of safety is actively pursuing loss prevention and risk reduction. What I mean by that is analyzing and determining the risk present in the high-frequency activities that we do on a daily basis that result in bad outcomes of any magnitude and providing solutions that will reduce the risk and help a laundry meet their operational goals. I think this approach analyzes the tasks our laundry personnel perform to understand the reasons why they're performed in a certain manner, often not as we expect or anticipate. So why is it important for an operation to focus on safety? Well, I think an operation should approach safety utilizing the same focus as it places on productivity, quality, and service. In order for an operation to be efficient, the four legs of the stool all need to be equal. Failing to focus on one of these areas dooms an operation to at least struggle if not fail to meet its business goals. An efficient operation will be clean, organized, and a safe place to work. And, you know, we've all heard that the reason Michael Jordan was successful was that he practiced in a clean, well-lighted gym. The same thing for laundries. To be successful, they need to be clean and organized with operations operational safety being one of the conditions that contributes to that success. Once safety is grounded in the plant or the organization, then productivity, quality, and service have greater potential to meet their respective business goals. So how is laundry safety measured and regulated? What standards are used? Safety is measured typically by comparing a laundry operation to the BLS or the Bureau of Labor Statistics, TRIR, or DART rates. And TRIR is total recordable incident rate, or DART is days away and restricted or temporary rates. The most recent data for these rates was derived from 2019, and the TRIR for the uh, NAICS code 812331, which is linen supply, was 41 with the dark rate being 2.9. For 812332, that's industrial laundry, or as it's classified under BLS, is really uniform supply in today's sort of terminology. The TRIR was 5.7 and DART was 4.3. That means that roughly five out of every 100 workers in the industry was away from work due to injury during the year. While the rate doesn't look at the severity of the injury, only the fact that the injury occurred. And while these allow an operation to determine how it compares with the industry, it's also like driving while looking in the rearview mirror. They're lagging indicators, and they're really only valid at the end of the year in question. And what they're based on is the incidence of injury per 100 workers. In reality, you can kind of look at that as almost like a percentage. You have a certain number of workers, 100 workers, it's going to work 200,000 hours per year. 
So you utilize that basis as the way to calculate your rate. Now, comparing the laundry industry to general industry, uh, when I told you that we were five out of every 100 workers, general industry, including private industry, that number is closer to three. So it's 3.0 versus, you know. So it's a little higher in laundry then? It's much higher in laundry. And to be honest, that number, we started recording back in 2002 is when the industry initially uh, was required to start recording for OSHA purposes. And for the longest time, the industry itself was very poor at record keeping. And so the, the numbers were always artificially low. Now we're starting to see numbers that are actually indicative of where we really are in terms of our loss rates uh, compared to other industries. And so that's meaningful from the perspective that while it seems poor compared to other industries, it at least allows us to really accurately reflect where we're at. And as for standards, OSHA relies primarily on the standards that are promulgated by ANSI or the American National Standards Institute and and NEMA, the National Electrical Standards Association, to establish their own standards, OSHA standards for enforcement. But in addition to these, OSHA standards also incorporate standards from NFPA, National Fire Prevention Association, as it relates to life safety. And those standards address egress and fire extinguishers. And so, you know, while OSHA does develop their own standards, they rely heavily on these other agencies to provide the information that they do utilize to develop their standards. What are some ways a laundry can evaluate the safety of its operation from its employee actions to the overall work environment? Well, I think that primarily operators should implement as a first thing is a monthly safety audit as the first step in evaluating the safety of the operation. The audit should include really a wall-to-wall inspection of the facility, paying close attention to the overall condition of the plant. Is it clean? Is it organized? Are personnel wearing the appropriate PPE for their positions? Are the employees performing the job tasks as we expect them to be performed? Do we provide reinforcement for the jobs done correctly? Do we also provide feedback to those who may not be performing the task correctly? Again, we're looking for the clean, well-lighted laundry to be the structure that ensures safety is given the appropriate focus while ensuring that the personnel are using the conditions of the facility to do their jobs correctly and with pride. I'd also recommend an operator consider a modified behavior-based safety program where quality observations of employees performing their tasks are compared with the job safety analysis that we've already established for it. Employees found performing the jobs correctly should get reinforcement for that, while those who are not performing correctly should be provided with proper inspection to do it right. So in your experience, where do you see laundries being strong in terms of safety? So I got into the industry back in actually 1980. Uh, So it's been quite a few years that... uh, just a little while. Uh, yeah, uh, mm. just a little while. And I, you know, I know over time, it's, it's really been, there's been a lot of improvements made in the safety of the equipment that's used and the means to convey the product through the plant. It wasn't that long ago that the industry depended on primarily on manual material handling to load and unload washers, carts, and soiled items, personnel hand-folded towels and other items. Now there's slings and rail systems, cart dumpers, towel folders, you know, automated towel folders, vacuum systems for soil sorters, and all of these improvements have reduced the amount of material handling, which has had the effect of actually reducing the number of musculoskeletal injuries uh, or disorders. You know, those are the strains and sprains that we find as typical injuries within a laundry operation. It's also made great strides in the use of PPE to protect employees from hazards that can't be engineered out of the process. 
especially true when processing healthcare linens. In the 80s, soil sorters wore aprons to protect their garments. Today, they, you know, they're outfitted with barrier gowns and shoe covers, gloves, hair coverings, and glasses. Right. With the passage of NFP 78, laundries also started providing FR or, and AR, so fire-resistant and arc-rated garments to protect employees who work with electricity from arc flashes that can cause serious burns. I mean, those are the two things where I see that the laundry industry is very strong in terms of safety. So how about where operations fall short then? I think they come up short in safety when it comes to safety on the route. And service personnel for a laundry spend the bulk of their day away from the operation and therefore their activities are not observed. Service personnel are intent on getting their day completed in the shortest time possible. And I've seen that they often bypass sound safety practices in order to do so. When we talk about, you know, the back and shoulder injuries, I mean, we most of the time we think of a back injury as being the most serious. In my experience, back injuries are serious and costly, but shoulder injuries are actually much more serious and actually much more costly. Really? A data study that I did several years ago, I found that while we would have a certain number of back injuries and shoulder injuries being almost equal, the results in terms of surgeries and costs were almost double for shoulder injuries because you end up with you know a bilateral surgery fixing both shoulders as opposed to you know one back so talk about how an operator can grow a laundry safety culture how can they better train and influence their employees to work more safely i think the first thing is is they need to model the behaviors they expect when they walk out on the production floor or ride along at a route and observe they should be actually teaching and coaching performing the task properly any at-risk behavior should be noted and proper procedure provided. At the same time, when they note an employee doing the job safely, they should be providing reinforcement. You know, an attaboy that when somebody's doing something right. We see it all the time, you know, in a football game or a basketball game where players, you know, acknowledge each other when they've helped out and done the job well. It seems like we're bad at that and telling people they've done a good job. What we tend to do is focus on the poor things. I think we would get a bigger bang for our buck if we would actually acknowledge the good things and reinforce that. I also think operators would do well to be a bit introspective and analyze how their direct reports view them. I've often seen situations where managers or supervisors ignore safety rules that they expect their laundry workers to follow, and yet they're they're ignoring. And so, you know, what would they say if they were to ask themselves what that person that just witnessed them, you know, crossing outside of the, you know, the designated highway or, you know, not wearing PPE in an area where PPE is required. I think those are the kinds of things that operators would do well to think about that. And I think one critical piece in safety culture is soliciting input from the employees. Those that work closest to the risk should have something to say about reducing the risk. Often managers believe they... I've been guilty of this myself when I was a manager, believe they know it all. But as we know, situations change over time. And certainly we know that the demographics of this workforce has changed substantially in the past 30 years. Operators need to be willing to understand the changes. I think of, uh, there's an Einstein quote, and I want to, and I'm going to paraphrase it. It's something like, significant problems we face today can't be solved at the same level of thinking we were at when we, when we created them. And that's really the case. Things have changed over time. And we, as managers and operators, need to be innovative and realize that as these things change, we need to change along. All right. Well, let's close with one or two of your top pieces of advice for laundry operators to help them improve overall safety. 
Well, I think that the laundry operators should and actually must engage the workforce to be part of the process of safety improvement. Management can't do it without engaging labor. One of the best means that I've used has been to establish uh, actually many safety committees in the operation. And what I mean is, is that we set up a small committee, uh, basically a cross-functional safety committee uh, that is primarily composed of people that are you know, hourly labor. And then the size of the mini committee is really predicated on the size of the operation. You can have as few as three or as many as eight mini committees. Every area of the operation should be represented so you have 100% participation. And they should meet on a weekly basis for 15 minutes or less. The reason that I recommend 15 minutes as the longest is so that they don't end up being sessions where people just start complaining. What we want to do is be able to get input from each member of this mini committee to recognize any kind of hazards or concerns on the job, both on the job and at home. Each committee has a dedicated focus, safety on the job, safety in the car, safety at home. The committee each has a leader who then reports to the committee's findings and recommendations to the plant operation safety committee. I've actually used this in three sites that I've introduced it to, and it's improved not only their safety performance substantially, but reduced the number of injuries and the accompanying workers' comp costs drastically. And actually, two of the locations that we introduced this program to were the absolute worst in their company for uh, workers' comp costs, as well as safety, uh, and they went from worst to first because what we found is that when we allow the people that do the job have some say about it, we get better solutions. Again, I, I can't stress enough, management has to model the behaviors expected and be willing to be open to suggestions to improve production, quality, service, or safety, and be willing to sacrifice some productivity when there's a conflict between productivity and the safety of the personnel performing that work. All right. Well, thanks for being here, Donald. It's been great speaking with you about this today. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for listening. For the American Laundry News Podcast, this is Matt Poe reminding everybody to keep it clean. The American Laundry News Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC in Chicago. The music, titled Holding On, composed by Poddington Bear, is supplied through the Free Music Archive. For more information about future podcasts, visit our website at AmericanLaundryNews.com or consult The Wire, our weekly e-newsletter. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. This has been the American Laundry News Podcast.